Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys. Today's continuing look at the OCCs of Rifts. We're looking at another iconic character from the game. Again, it's Rifts. They're kind of all iconic. This one, in Rifts, you get the option to play a fucking dragon. That's right. <laughs> uh, quick note, this is the only RCC now that the, the dog boys have been moved. Yeah, in the core book, it's the only RCC. And it's an interesting one. Yeah, for those of you who aren't familiar, please see our previous episode on the dog boy. But the RCC is uh, a racial character class. That means you're not a, a, a person, a biped of, of some stripe or another doing something with their life. A dragon is what you are. It's, it's both what you do and what you are. What are you doing? You're not headhunting about if you're a headhunter. You're not vagabonding about. You're dragoning about. <laughs> yeah. This is one where you don't pick a race class combination. You're the dragon. And in this case, you're a hatchling dragon. You're a baby. A, a mere 30, 30 feet long. Yep. Anywhere from a few hours to a couple dozen days in age when you start playing the game. And you will finish the game barring temporal anomalies as a hatchling. Yeah. <laughs> it's, this is a character class that you're not going to like grow into a big dragon unless, you know, it does sound pretty cool. So unless you're playing with a, with a GM who is just totally against that, I'm just going to say that GMs, if a player is in your game with a hatchling and they say to you, I want to see this hatchling grow into a big adult dragon. You need to come up with a way to let them do that at some point because it's awesome. Well, it doesn't have it, but make sure you up the CR as, <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those where you plan a second campaign sometime in the future where the yeah. characters have all now, you know, ascended to some stage of immortality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> the, the stakes rise with that kind of thing. One thing I found very interesting about uh, the RCC is that this isn't smog or smog, depending on, you know, which species you ascribe to in your token. This isn't Dragonlance. This is a different dragon. We're not talking Council of Worms here. We're talking hate and or kill on sight. <laughs> these are not these are not necessarily friendly creatures. They are extra dimensional beings who don't care about it and are just fascinated by humanity and earth. You are a you're 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 like a a, a tiger kitten. You 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 just you're 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 fierce and you can kill, but you're just curious and you want to play with everything. Yeah, you start the game with a lot of racial knowledge baked into mm. your brain. Dragons know magic. They can cast spells innately. Uh, they know of all types of magic, an understanding of all types of magic, and over time can learn most of it, if not all of it. They just have to be exposed to some of the more you know weird and interesting ones. But that's kind of what they do is magic and you know strange racial knowledge of the world. Conversely, they get shit for skills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you don't need skills when you have hundreds of mega damage at the beginning of the game. That regenerates 
really quickly. Yeah, and and a pretty severe breath weapon. Yeah, the breath weapon, you know, dragons, historically, everybody thinks of a dragon as some kind of a big flying lizard that breathes fire. In this, you can play a flying lizard that breathes fire, but there's others that breathe poison. There's some that do rays of cold. There's some that do big old gobs of slime. It just depends upon what type of dragon you're choosing from. And there are choices. I also like the variety of choices. It wasn't just like like a Dragonlance chromatic thing. They they took dragons from a lot of different areas. They improved that in the Ultimate Edition. In the yeah. original, there were just, you know, the fire dragon, the ice dragon, the great horn yeah. dragon, and that was about it. Dragons based upon the classic Palladium fantasy dragons. Now they've removed those entirely and put way more interesting options in there, like the royal frilled dragon or the cat eye dragon or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. The, the traditional snake eye dragon. Yeah. It, it, it would be very easy for an inexperienced DM to not, not give this the proper balance it needs or for an inexperienced player. One of the things that you have to remember is you are not an all-wise worm. You're that kitten. Yeah. You're just, you just happen to be 30 tons of kitten that looks like a human. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can change your shape. <laughs> and I, I think that has to be, especially in a, in a party that has never, or for a player who's never had a dragon before or, or played a dragon, that's something that should be emphasized before character creation. It's yeah. just the, the fundamental innocence of this creature. I think that fundamental innocence and that um, in many ways translating that into a general world ignorance is mm -hmm. why I believe the hatchling dragon is one of the best characters for brand new players to rifts. Do you? It's because you don't have to worry about a lot of skills. You start the game really difficult to die. So you don't have to worry about yeah. the GM just, you know, nuking you with the first trap in the dungeon. You, you get some magic, you know, so you have some fun things to do. You get some psionics, some fun things to do. You, uh, and you're like maybe a few hours to a few days old. So, you know what? You don't know much about the world and neither does your character. So you both get to experience it fresh at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I could see that. They also, as you mentioned, have the ability to shape change. They mm -hmm. can transform into different creatures. Uh, humans and such tend to be very popular. They are limited in that shape change ability. So my advice would be that if you are playing a dragon for the first time, or if you have a player who's new and wants to play a dragon, encourage them to take one of the hatchling dragon types that gets the most out of the shape change ability. That would be the royal frilled dragon, I believe, that has mm -hmm. the greatest length of time per day that they're allowed to shape change. Some of them can only do it for like an hour or two per day. The Royal Frilled can do like four or eight per day or something. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, I want to read something real fast. For players who elect to play a dragon in Rifts, restricted trademark, your life is just starting. You are a hatchling dragon only a few days or months old. To you, the world is a marvel. And you want to learn everything and see all there is to see. Like a fearless teenager with the heart and knowledge of a toddler, you rush out into the world, blind about the prejudices and dangers that await you. With luck, the group of adventurers you have hooked up will be a good influence. 
Now, we should talk about that influence because it, it goes on uh, just before that. It talks about how how you take on what you see as a baby dragon. You're a tabula rasa, a blank slate. It also talks about how that can change you as you age. A baby dragon who has seen too much can become dangerous because the world is obviously a painful place filled with heartbreak and wounds and, you know, terrible loss. And you're going to live 9,000 years or so. (laughs) A long time. And and, and basically, you know, stand toe-to-toe with just about anything. (laughs) I mean, a, a dragon needs to be careful about the company they keep. And the company that that dragon keeps needs to be careful about what they show the dragon. Yeah. Dragons... Again, they are curious children. They're like cats, but they're also strangely hyper intelligent. Mm -hmm. So while they start ignorant, they are also intelligent enough to make long, far reaching decisions based upon what they learn and quickly. If you are in a party and you're in need of dire information and you're torturing that CS grunt, just to just to learn where your your captured uh, comrade is, the dragon won't distinguish that this is a noble goal to save someone. The dragon will distinguish. Oh, torture information, right? Logic chain established. That's what we're doing. Not just that, but in the next couple of hours, they're probably mentally designing hundreds, if not thousands, of new exciting ways to torture people for information. <laughs> you don't know what horror you have just unleashed in the world. That includes, hey, where are we camping tonight? <laughs> you know? they, they, they don't distinguish like that. Uh, they, they don't have a sense of society. They don't have a sense of family. Dragons aren't like that. They are, they are fierce loners who have either evolved beyond or have never seen the need for anything beyond procreation. And the accumulation of wealth and power and stuff. Many of them are heavily focused on that. You know, the classic dragons with a horde. Dragons get hordes in this game. But you have a lot of creativity in how you interpret that horde. Like, do you hoard gold? Do you hoard skulls? Do you hoard information? Mm -hmm. I would like to see that broker. That's very Shadowrun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The information broker dragon on, on his horde. Honestly, dragons in this game are very similar to the dragons in Shadowrun because they are also not just, you know, big reptiles that spit fire. They are super intelligent, basically immortal sources of power in the world. <laughs> a, a hatchling dragon has so much potential to become a mover and shaker in the world, but you've got to start small, although a small is relative. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think the next age step was what? It was six or 800 years old. Yeah. Young that's adult. full adulthood. Yeah. yeah. No, that's young adult. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Full adult is the next stage. That's a thousand. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a dragon is considered to be a hatchling until it reaches full maturity, which is 600 years later. So that's just maturity. Oh, no. That the hatchling is born one third its mature size and does not reach full maturity until it is 600 years old. But it, uh, it will reach 80% of its full size within 3D four weeks. So, again, <laughs> if you want to play a new hatchling character as a new player, pick one of the hatchling types that can shapeshift 
Yeah. Well, they can all shapeshift, but pick one that can do it very well and for extended amounts of time, because that's going to give you more versatility to go with the rest of the party into places where dragons aren't normally, at least on looks, welcome. Yeah. Also, remember that you are a predator. I, I think I, I, I did it at random, just trying to think of a human, of, a, of an earth monster with a tiger. But th- there is a cruelty to a dragon, but it's not, it's not a, a twirling mustache tie them to the railroad track cruelty. It's the cruelty of a cat with mm-hmm. a small rodent cruelty to being a dragon. You, you are a predator. You're a hunter. You like to hunt. You like to stalk. And it makes mention of saying... Toy with your prey, either physically or psychologically. Yeah. I love the assumption of feline portrayal. I've really dig that. Yeah. Even yeah. though your cat, your dragon doesn't have to be a you know, feline in representation, looking at your house cat and looking at the way that the house cat interacts with the world is kind of a good way to get some inspiration for playing a dragon hatchling in Palladium. Yeah. So if you do you know, drag the death head walker to the, the, the leader's doorstep and leave it on them, you can expect them to eat it. So comparing the two editions, Ultimate Edition versus the Butts Dragon, they didn't actually change that much. Very little, except for the they changed the different Types, breeds. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's it. The, the powers are mostly the same. I liked the Forest Runner a great deal. Mm-hmm. I, I liked how they did they did go with the elements, but they didn't take it too far. And I also like how there's not a stupid one. Yeah. There's always a stupid dragon in any <laughs> in any system. It's the brutish black. Well, there is a stupidish dragon in the general out there in the world. The I believe the great woolly dragon is kind of dumb. Yeah. But it's considered something of an ancestor to dragons. You know, yeah. it's like the the mammoth is to elephants. It's the <laughs> the old cranky granddad. <laughs> 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 but I didn't see any woolly dragon hatchlings. Yeah. Did we mention they can teleport? Oh, yeah. They can teleport, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> that's that's something you should know. Everyone forgets about that one. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just I'm just going to be there now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a it's a small percentage. It doesn't always work. Dragons are cool. I have never yet played yeah. a dragon because I always, I, I know how I normally play and it, it's to the hilt. And I just don't know if I could keep a party together with me playing how I see a dragon in my mind. So I've, I've always kind of stayed away from it because no one in a party will ever trust you if, you know, they wake up and you're playing with their tendons just to see if you can get their fingers to move. <laughs> Well, that's again why I like giving them to new players as a suggestion, because it's fascinating what another person, their view of what a dragon is, because dragons are one of the most classic icons of all of fantasy fiction. And everyone has a different mentality, a different image in their brain of what a true dragon is like. So it's always cool to see new players take what they believe a dragon to be and apply it to the rules on this page. And it always creates a unique experience, in my opinion. I agree. And I'd also like to say that just just about the dragon as a concept real fast. I don't think, with the possible exception of the uh, Inuits, that there is a that there is a society out there without some sort of dragon in their in their ancestry, be it the great feathered serpent, Possibly, possibly also the Australian Aborigines. 
I, I don't know enough about them to say, but I would say every other culture out there has some understanding of the dragon. It's it's a non-universal concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's big fucking lizard, very scary, very strong, very smart. Yeah. And that's the minimum level. Sometimes it's yeah. truly terrifying, if not godlike universe destroying power, depending upon which culture you're coming from. So fearsome. Yeah. So if you want to toss that into your campaign, it's right there because fuck you riffs. Yep. Right there in the core book, even. This is one of the core character types. I love it. And you know what? There's not a lot of core character types. Mm-hmm. There's really not. Like you you have all your classics, you got the crazies, the yep. juicers, the, you know, all, all the things. And right, the very last one. Oh, by the way, after you've read everything else, you could be a dragon. <laughs> Fucking love Palladium. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. So uh, that's the dragon. I think NPC that you're doing it right. Give it give it to the newbie. Let them let them explore in a in a protected way. Yeah. But also something that, that would give them the ability to to blossom out with it. Yeah. You know? They get the ability to do cool shit and yeah. also the safety of they're probably not gonna die in one to five hits. Yeah. yeah, the I, I came into this thinking that's the, absolutely the wrong thing to give to a new person, but now that you said that, I I've, I completely agree with you that that is in fact the way. Yeah, and it also, if you think about it, each aspect of the dragon can then lead a player to a different aspect of play. So let's say that they really like having a shitload of mega damage. Well, you can be like, well, there's many other options on that. Let's look at other ways that you could be the tank. All right, look at the robots or whatever. Well, let's say they really like using the the small amount of spells they get. And you say, well, my friend, let me introduce you to the mystic or the line walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, you know, the deadliness of it. Oh, I really like getting out there and killing things. Okay, well, let me look, introduce you to these 17 books of death. Uh, only 17 it's yeah yeah yeah. you know we said well that's what we have to say but we could probably go on for hours that's the dragon it's a good starting yep look it up you need it you want it it's fun (laughs) you've been listening to the glitter boys a palladium books fan podcast Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.